Welcome to the Optimal Human Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Yorko, and my passion is the pursuit of peak health and performance. This podcast is my attempt to bring you expert insights on everything from fitness and nutrition to mindset mastery. So if you're an athlete looking to improve your game or a busy professional wanting to boost your energy and productivity, this podcast is for you. So tune in, and if this episode helps you to optimize your life in any way, please share it with a friend and leave a review so we can make a bigger impact. What's going on, high performers? Today, I want to talk to you about an important topic. This this topic is something that comes to mind and is a question for me, is a topic for me in my everyday life. Um, As a coach, one thing that I teach my clients a lot, one thing that I push for my clients to do more of is mobility. And I want to say right now, mobility will not solve your fucking problems. Mobility is not the be all end all best thing on the planet. And when I say mobility, that can be a really broad term and it's typically used out of context. So I want to go into that for a second. Flexibility is the range of motion your joint and muscles have the capacity to move through passively. Mobility is the range of motion you have the capacity to move through actively. So it's like active movement would be mobility. Now, if we talk about like strength and functional mobility or functional strength would typically be the strength to move through a range of motion that is useful for whatever thing you're doing. If it's a sport, your functional range of motion, your functional strength is going to be different in basketball than it is as a first baseman in baseball, you know, as you're stretching out your legs into a splits versus like jumping and sprinting, right? Um, There's different demands. Now, I actually had a client recently talk to me about like, hey, thanks so much. One of the big takeaways that I had is like, I do 20 minutes of mobility every day. Actually, it was, it was, I do 20 minutes of stretching every day. So I'm feeling a lot better. And I was like, dude, that's not going to solve your fucking problem. Like you get back pain when you squat and when you deadlift, you don't have capacity to load these ranges and you have really poor range of motion. Now I said this gentler, more, more gently. I said this nicer to him, but Mobility won't solve your fucking problem. Stretching won't solve your fucking problem. What you need to do is you need to go through the different phases of mobility and you need to improve all aspects of it. So let me take you through a couple of different phases with this. Phase one, if you don't stretch, phase one is stretching. And as you're stretching, move your joint through different ranges of motion, through different angles, feel it out, explore your joints, lengthen the muscles, Literally just try to learn about your joints and what is tight and what needs more work, what needs more attention. If you simply do that as somebody who doesn't stretch, you will see a world of difference. You will see massive improvements to how you feel and how you perform simply by doing that. And that right there is the phase that this client was on and was like, yeah, basically like, I know what I need to do now. We're good. And I was like, no, (laughs) that will make you feel better temporarily. But the problem is you don't engage yourself in your end ranges. So if you just stretch your hamstring, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're working your hip flexor in the shortest range you can. But if you want your hamstring to be functional, you need to have strength in the longest position of your hamstring 
and strength in the shortest position of your hip flexor. And then vice versa, you need to have strength in the longest position of your hip flexor and the shortest position of your glutes and your hamstrings. If you don't have that, you have a weakness in there. You have imbalances in there. And it's really important if we want uh, longevity, if we want health and resilience, that we consistently are exploring those joints and analyzing where is my current weakness? Like if you look at if, you, if you're looking at like an apple tree, pick the low hanging fruit. Don't keep striving for the, the apple at the top of the tree. Look at the tree and say, what is the low hanging fruit? Let me pick that one. And if your hamstrings are super short and weak, that's your low hanging fruit. You need to work on that and you'll get massive returns on your investment. If you are really tight in your thoracic spine and your shoulders are rounded forward and you have poor engagement of your upper back, your mid back, your chest is short. That right there is your low hanging fruit. Improve your posture, improve the function of those weak muscles, improve the engagement of those weak muscles, stretch out the short and tight muscles, and you're going to get a big bang for your buck, a good return on your investment of time. So engage those end ranges, the shortest position and the longest position of muscles. Imagine if you only did bicep curls in the, in the middle range, the middle angles. Yeah, you would look strong. Congratulations. You would have no capacity at the end ranges. And that's where people get hurt. So once you have engagement in your end ranges, the next phase would be loading those end ranges. If we load those end ranges, again, super important, we load it to the capacity of the weak link. We don't just load the end ranges with say you're doing RDLs, you're doing deficit RDLs. You don't just load that with what you can deadlift. You load that with what the weakest link in that position can do. You increase the capacity of the weak link over time. And as you in increase the capacity of the weak links in their end ranges, in their weakest positions, you will find that you are significantly stronger and significantly more resilient throughout the normal range of motion that you would lift in. Then basically repeat, repeat that over and over and over again. Continue to increase the end range capacity that you have, explore your joints to find out what's tight, what's weak, what needs more attention, give those areas more attention. Do you need to lengthen the muscle? Cool, lengthen it out, then engage it in that lengthened position. Does it have good activation and control in the shortest position? If it doesn't, activate it and control it through the shortest position and try and get it even shorter and try and activate it there, right? Repeat, start to load those end ranges with the capacity that they have. That starts to feel better. Go back to exploring your joints. Explore your joints. Find a new low-hanging fruit. Find a new weakness. Listen to your body and explore that. But if you don't go through the process of exploring, engaging those end ranges, building up more capacity in those end ranges, and then repeating, I can promise you, if you just stretch for 20 minutes before your workout, you are missing the mark. <laughs> you are not going to solve your problems in the long term. I can promise you that. That was a conversation that was sparked by a conversation with a client that I was working with who, as much as we had conversations about the importance of 
how, not just what we do, but how we go about what we do, that was kind of missed. And I thought it was an important topic to bring up. When we're talking about performance, it's so important that we don't just think stretching will solve all my problems or strength training will solve all my problems or diet will solve all my problems. We need to build a holistic approach and progressively increase what we're doing. We need to progressively move through different training phases. I typically don't, when I have a new client, I typically don't put them into end range conditioning type of exercises right away. I don't put them into end range conditioning training right away. I do put them into mobility and exploring their joints. Like the emphasis in phase one is usually explore your joints and spend more time stretching where you are tightest. Don't just hit a pigeon stretch in the same angle you have for the last 15 years. Explore your joint. And when you do that, you will find what you need to work on most. And phase two, phase three, then we'll start to engage those end ranges. We'll start to build more functional capacity and strength in those joints so that not only do you feel better, you are more resilient and stronger than you've ever been. That's our goal. So hopefully you found value in today's episode. I will be back each week, maybe twice a week. I'm not sure, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you got value today, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe, do all of that fun stuff. And I will be back. Talk to you soon. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Optimal Human Performance Podcast. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and it helped you in some way to optimize your performance. If you found the information shared in this episode to be helpful, please share it to your story, share it with some friends, tag us on social media. You can find me at Yorko Performance on all platforms. And again, thank you for your support. We will be back for another episode.